Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Huh? We are going to the national championship. The national championship. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 40 of Walk On Radio. And Hump, you heard it. You've seen it all over social media. You watched the game on ABC, and you know we played it. Hump, we have won. We're going to the national championship game. Man, who would have thought at the beginning of the year? We keep, we've been talking about these last couple of weeks, but it's finally happening. We're going to Frisco. We, we believed in it. We dreamed it. And now it's here. Humph, how are you feeling? Dalton, is it a coincidence that uh, Walk On Radio happened to start the year that we got back to Frisco? I, I mean, is it I, because I, of I, us? I think, I don't know. I'm not saying that, but Walk On Radio, Bearcats to the Natty, I, I, I think no coincidence there. But. Unbelievable weekend, Dalton. Uh, I, I'm still I'm still on cloud nine. Uh, my face hurts from smiling so much. I've watched the game probably ten times. Um, I mean, if you were there, it was the most electric. I mean, it was. I can't even explain what. And we'll get into the game, obviously, but I cannot explain what that third quarter and fourth quarter felt like. Oh yeah, going into the locker room, you know, a little—I would say bad energy—but everyone was still really confident. They knew that it wasn't over yet. We still had time on the clock, but uh, not a good first half. Struggled a little bit. We come back and just a sequence of events that went down. We're insane. We're going to talk about that. But what an emotional feeling winning that game and seeing it on the board. We're going to the national championship. It was crazy. I thought winning the conference was something special. You know, seeing the trophy hoisted in the air—it was an experience I couldn't—I couldn't think about. But now having a chance to play in Frisco, it's crazy. It's a really cool experience. Got a little emotional. A lot of people were crying. It was a really cool moment. But of course, let's get into it. So, Humph, talk to me about this James Madison game. And like I said, had a little bit of a rough start, but we picked it up at the end. And special teams wins championships. Special teams be special. Let's talk to me about this game and how everything went down. Sam Houston got the win, thirty-eight to thirty-five. Well, Dalton, uh, I'm going to start with special teams. Uh, we'll get into the rest of it in a second. But you know, I, you, you talked about special teams wins championships and. I don't think that could be any more true. Okay, let's 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 rewind a little bit and let's go to the North Dakota State game. Well, we dominate on offense, we dominate on defense, and we get smoked on special teams. And and we saw how that we saw how close that game was. Uh, you know, they have the they have the block punt, they have the return kickoff for a touchdown, the return punt for a touchdown, and that's a one-score game, okay? Now fast forward James Madison, you know, we have the block punt. We have a, a punt return for a touchdown. We have a fumble recovery on kickoff. And and those, I mean, that that made, in the third quarter, the punt return followed by the fumble recovery on kickoff is really what propelled Sam Houston to, to come back and win that game. I mean, it was it just, it was like, it was almost like a heavyweight fight. And then and, and it was, it was Sam Houston's turn. And those were the big blows of the fight. And, and, and I want to toot our own horn a little bit here, Dalton. Uh, if you guys don't know, but uh, Ron Humphreys and Dalton Meyer were awarded Special Teams Players of the Week. Uh, that's, a, that's a big deal here. We were awarded uh, two, two footballs, you know, painted with the scores, the date, FCS semifinals. And it, it was really special for me. And it was, I, I loved seeing Dalton. Dalton had to step in. 
uh, a big role this week, had some some huge blocks. I mean, dude was pancaking people running out on kickoff. And <laughs> and if you don't know anything about kickoff return, it's the hardest job in college football. It, it's very underrated. Uh, the people running at you have a a sixty yard head start, and uh, and Dalton really Dalton really came to play this week. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'll be honest with y'all. If you didn't see against the North Dakota State game, uh, I got ran over. It was on one of the kickoffs. He was flying down the field. Great athlete. He ran me over, and I knew that uh, I had to step up. And uh, shout out Coach McGraw, our special teams coordinator. A lot of people, you know, get a little worried about special teams. They think their coordinators don't take it seriously. Well, Coach McGraw does such a good job at it. He loves his position as special team coordinator. He does a great job. And, uh, yeah, me and Humphreys got uh, special team player of the week. And uh, Juan Henry as well. Blocks yep, a punt. Great athlete. He's a good friend of ours. So it was a really fun experience for both of us. Special teams is really important. I'm glad we were able to turn it around. And it was such a momentum change. I've never seen, you know, our, our fans were a little quiet because, like I said, we were struggling a little bit. But right after those plays, Jaquez has a big touchdown. Jaquez returns a punt. Then we get the, the, the recovery on kickoff. And the crowd goes crazy. And, of course, oh. shout out the Cat Cage and the Sam Houston fans. They were turning up, going wild. You know, we have the Bearcat Pope. I saw Darth Bearcat. Darth. There was a Darth Vader man with a with a Bearcat helmet on. It was really fun. It was a really fun experience. This is playoff football. This is what you live for. But, man, talk to me about Jaquez Ezzard. You know, he's kind of – he started off strong in the season. You know, he had a little couple uh, banged up in his legs, kind of fell off a little bit. Still did his thing. But this game finally comes back. Talking about Jaquez Ezzard and, of course, our good friend Eric Schmidt, how he performed and how our offense did as a whole. Well, Jaquez, you know, he, he's been a little quiet uh, during the playoffs so far. But uh, that's all that's all erased after the second half that he put up uh, in this in this FCS semifinals. I mean, the the 69-yard receiving touchdown. And, and if you didn't see the replay, boy, get that young man a map. The, the defender had no idea where he was going. Jaquez put him on skates, put him on stilts, whatever you want to say. It was awesome. And that was uh, that was the first touchdown of uh, – no, the second touchdown of the third quarter, excuse me. And then uh, we, get the, we get the three and out. And then he returns an 80-yard punt return. Uh, I mean, just absolutely electric. You know, that's, that's the All-American – player that that we know uh and and what what we know that he's capable of and and he's obviously a a huge part of of why we are going to frisco and then eric schmid uh you know we'll get into it later but all-american quarterback you know it's it's obviously apparent now that he was a walter payton snub i think the nation sees that but second half eric schmid is uh is as good as it gets i mean dude under pressure you know making big plays uh especially with his feet you know the the stuff that he was on doing on the ground in the second half versus james madison was was awesome two rushing touchdowns two huge rushing touchdowns uh i mean the dude the dude's a winner you know you and i are, are best friends with him and so so we know him well but the dude's a winner he he's not he's not a vocal guy you know he doesn't you probably wouldn't know that because he's always doing interviews and stuff, but he's really not a vocal guy. Uh, but man, he he's he's a winner, and I'm glad that he is our quarterback, and, and obviously huge part of why we're in Frisco. Yeah, when Eric gets hot, he definitely gets hot. He gets rolling. Uh, shout out our offensive line as well; did a really good job protecting him. Oh, the second they, half, they they completely turned it around. They've had some tough D lines to play. A lot of big boys. The Missouri Valley is a different breed. Jay's Madison, of course, and those are some big guys. And our offensive line was able to step it up despite this year of injuries. They did a great job, and of course, we shouted him out last week. But Cody Crest, he always likes getting the shout out. Walk on radio. He does a great job for. 
us. He's always there. He's always available. He's always catching passes. And, of course, our defense. We had our defense, our D-line, doing what they do best, getting pressure on the quarterback. The quarterback got hurt at the end of the game because, I mean, he was getting beat up the entire game. And our linebackers, Trevor Williams flying around, Quentin Brown, and our safeties and corners being able to do their job. It was an overall really good second half, and we were able to come back. And, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't think we were going to do it. A lot of people shut off the TV. And uh, I don't know if you saw, but your boy, your cowboy, you know, Gucci DiNucci, Ben DiNucci oh, man. had himself... Uh, I, f- I f- did see it, but I forgot about this. Yeah, as, as a Cowboys fan, I know Ooh. a little disappointing. Gonna, let me pull up the tweet, actually. So uh, uh, he had a tweet, Ryan's going to read it, but uh, quickly oh, deleted it man. after the uh, score. It was yes, really so, fun to see Twitter, you know, change their attitude. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going back on Twitter the next day, the next morning. I was so excited, first off. I woke up about 7 a.m. and then couldn't go back to sleep, so... I'm just reading on Twitter all the different threads, all you know the the James Madison stuff, the Sam Houston stuff, and it's it's gold. And and so one of our pages, one of our, sports of SHSU, one of our uh, who does a great job, who does tweeting. a great job. Uh, I, I need to shake that man's hand because he's. I feel like he's a big reason uh, that the cat cage is is like it is. And and hey, Jared from KA. Oh my goodness! I, I mean, dude, leading the charge. That dude is uh, man. He is he is awesome. But anyway, so there was a sign posted that uh, that jokingly said, "Where is Ben DiNucci?" Okay. Well, Dallas Cowboy quarterback Ben DiNucci replies, "Where am I? Where's your team? I'm trying to figure out if I even want to watch the second half. Warm up the buses. Better luck next fall." Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. The next tweet uh, or the next picture is uh, is a deleted tweet. Uh, so Ben DiNucci, NFL pro quarterback, nowhere to be found. Enjoy watching the Jackrabbits and the Bearcats next weekend. That is a very cold take. Yeah, all of, all the Twitter stuff is really fun to watch. You know, with all the soft Houston stuff, the soft Lynch uh, conference. The funniest thing is James mediocre. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Of they course, were definitely not mediocre, though. Yeah. Let me tell you. And you know, we can't say nothing because they they it was such a hard fought game. They did such a good job. But the fans, you know, go crazy, and it's always fun for us to watch those and see those tweets. But it was all, overall what a great game. But, you know, hey, Hump, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We have one more game, and it's the big one. But before we kind of talk about this next game, I just want your overall, and we kind of talked about this in the beginning of the show, but just your overall feeling, you know, going this week of preparation, thinking that we're leaving on Friday, getting ready to go to the hotel, having all these interviews. Hump, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter all the, you know, the the advertisement for the national championship. That's our logo. That's Eric Schmidt on the poster. How are you feeling? Are you you nervous? You know, I'm excited but nervous at the same time. And just talk to me about this feeling of being in a national championship game. Well, Dalton, th- this entire playoffs has really just been really just been a roller coaster uh, of emotions. And you know, obviously, we're very excited for for playing Monmouth because we're in the playoffs. We just won conference. You're playing Monmouth. You're excited. You know, there's whispers of ah, oh, we're the second seed. Ah, oh, we've got home field advantage. But you just got to take it one game at a time. You know, Coach Keeler preaches to us to us about no brackets, and and I feel like we've done a good job at that. But, you know, you have Monmouth, and then you beat them, crazy game, and uh, it's off to North Dakota State, the champs, eight eight out of the last nine, you know, so that's, you beat them, okay? Well, now the whispers are, uh, was North Dakota State, was that, was that the peak? You know, can they, can they, can they dethrone another, another monster, okay? James Madison, honestly, slaps us in the mouth, first half, I'll be honest, but, no one blinked. I mean, I mean, no one blinked. We went into the locker room. Everyone, you know, we sat down. We took a deep breath, and and honestly, I I really took to heart what Coach Keeler, what his message was for us. I thought what he said was really good. You know, we're down by twenty one, Dalton. We cannot get twenty one points back right now. It won't happen. 
you can only claw back and get seven at a time. Okay. And that's what we that's what we did. You know, we came out and and we slow I say slowly. <laughs> we clawed back very <laughs> fast. Uh 28 points in, in five minutes, actually. But I mean, just just if you had any question what what type of character and what type of, of competitive mentality that, that this Sam Houston State Bearcats team had, that's gone because I saw a lot of heart in a lot of people this weekend, uh, including including you and including me. I mean, you and I came up big. You know, we, we have our roles and, and, and whatever that is, we've done really well all season and I'm proud to say that. But, you know, everyone just really – Everyone did their job. Um, Dalton, you know, pregame, that's, that's, that's always my thing. I, I tap every player on the shoulder, on the chest, whatever, and tell them to do their job. And whatever that is, if everyone does their, their 160th of, of what they're supposed to do, Sam Houston State's going to be really tough to beat. In, anyone. Yeah, I don't care if we play the New England Patriots. They're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, something that I really like is uh, Joe Wallace, one of our captains. Before, during pregame, he brings us all in. He gives his speech. And he always talks about effort. That's all, all That's all you need in the game is effort. Effort, effort, effort. No matter what you do, if you give 100% effort, you're going to get something done. And, you know, shout out the defense. This whole, this whole season, they've been giving us great looks and great spots and making stops. And they always believe in us. Even if there's times where the offense gets stalled, the defense believes in us. And I knew coming, in the, coming out of the second half that the defense was going to be able to make the stops. We were going to make the scores. And we were going to win this game. And uh, we got it done with a lot of effort. We're not giving up. And by getting seven points each time, it was really fun. I'm glad we got the game. And, hey, we're going to the national championship. Yeah, and that was the, that was the last part. That, that was your original question was how I felt going to the national championship. But – it's 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 amazing, Dalton. Um, I mean, who who doesn't love the spotlight? And it's all on us, you know. You're playing on ABC on national television for the for the third week in a row now. I mean, we're about to get you know all this gear, all this, all, you know. Apparently, we're getting cowboy hats, all this cool stuff. You know, you win, you get the big ring, the big trophy. That that's all great. The stadium's awesome, but something that I always you know. A great message that I always thought was was something to go by is understand that the moment is big, but don't let it be too big. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's it's just a football game, Dalton. This is no different than Week One versus Southeastern. This is no different than than Incarnate Word. This is no different than than North Dakota State. It's a sixty minute football game. Okay, we're gonna play four quarters. They they're gonna put eleven guys on the field at one time. We're gonna put eleven guys on the field at one time. And at the end of the game, whoever has more points is going to be the national champion this this coming Sunday. And obviously that's special, but I, I really think that if we prepared this week, uh, great preparation, by the way, because we're playing a solid team, but if we prepare great and don't let everything outside of the game itself uh, get to us and get to be too big, that uh, we're going like, we're gonna, to we're gonna like the results on Sunday. Well, we do have a great opponent. We're going to get in that later. But uh, speaking of national championships, I thought it'd be perfect if we have a great guest, uh, Timothy Flanders, Sam Houston State legend, current uh, Canada Football League running back. And, you know, he's got experience in national championships. So I felt like it was the perfect guest for this episode. So we're going to get into it. We're going to give him a call and get rolling with this little interview. All right, we're here with Tim Flanders, Sam Houston State legend, the man of the Flanders flip, current running back for the Ottawa Red Blacks, number 14. You know, number 14, A little, little connection man. there. I, I, I like that. Tim, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing good. How you doing? Man, we're doing great. So I want to start off with kind of a, you know, a simple question. Uh, how has this season been for you? You know, you're a Sam Houston legend, being able to watch this team improve and win this win out and now going to the national championship. How has it been as a former player and a fan just to watch this team grow? Uh, it's been great, actually. I mean, I love it. I mean, it makes it a lot easier when when the team is winning every game. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier watching it that way. But, you know, I just I feel like um, each game, you guys have – I got better each game, which which I like the most. It's like y'all go from one game, and if, it, if, if there was something that y'all didn't do particularly well, y'all improved on that the next game, and then the next game, and then the next game. Tim, so, uh, you know, you you were obviously a part of two national championship uh, finalist teams, uh, but you're particularly a part of a, a really famous uh, semifinal game that, that was that was at Bauer Stadium against Montana. Take us through yeah. take us through that game and, and getting that win in front of the home crowd and kind of kind of what your emotions were for that. Uh, I mean, I, I was man, I was happy. You know, I mean, it's a little different now. I mean, y'all don't really have the fans in the stands, but I feel like if y'all would have, it'd have been like that same type of dynamic, you know. Um, but the game overall, I mean, it was great. Um, I feel like I did, I did my job, and you know, I had the big fourth and one run um, at the end of the game, you know, to seal the deal. But you know, I mean, if you if you go back and look at it, um, you can see the fans. You can see the student section. You can see the team. You know the coaches, all that, all the emotion, the raw emotion after the game. You know, but I was happy. I mean, we got a chance to go to the national championship after that, so <laughs> it makes it a lot better. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, we hope next year with a full crowd, maybe we can run it back, have another run, and yeah, experience a full crowd. Uh, my next question for you is: So you played in two national championships. How was the week of preparation different from your normal? You know, even your playoff game was there was there higher intensity? Was everyone more locked in? What was the atmosphere and energy for y'all in your years playing in this week of national championship? And then the the weekend and the game of how were you feeling? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Just give me your feelings throughout the week of the national championship week. Okay, uh, so I'll take you through. I want to say the semis. Or the quarterfinals. It was like during during finals week in December. So when we came to the national championship, it was over the break. So we had uh, we had shoot, the whole Christmas break. Um, I think we got. I think it gave us like a week off, maybe. Then we came back. I think once we came back, um, yeah, the, intens- the intensity ramped up a lot. You know, it felt like we was back in training camp. That's how we looked at practice. Like we was we was going at it hard. Um, and then once we got up to Frisco, I think we went up, I want to say two days early. Cause I know we had like a, um, a team event for both teams. We had a, I think we had two practices, maybe I think we had a practice on a walkthrough, but you know, I felt good. I mean, I, I was more excited than anything, you know, playing on the, the biggest stage, you know, in the SES. Uh, if you had, you know, talking about talking about the week of, of preparation and, and actually going to Frisco, if you had uh, any advice for, you know, you're talking to two two guys that are getting ready to play in a national championship. If you've had any advice for us and the rest of the Sam Houston State Bearcats uh, in in regards to this week, what would that be? You know, you just focus on the things that you need to focus on. Right. I mean, you have to take practice a lot more a lot more serious, 
meetings, you know, you spend extra time together, you know, leading up. I mean, you, you have to make sure that when you're at practice, um, if something isn't working the way y'all expect it to, get it fixed. I mean, you have time, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what, I don't know if y'all are taking like online classes or anything like that, but I mean, you, the coaches, I'm pretty sure they're, they'll work with y'all, you know, in order to make things, you know, make it perfect. I mean, I mean, that's what you're going to need in the game anyway, right? You might as well take every rep of practice like it's a game rep, and the leaders have to leave. That's the main thing. Yeah, I think uh, the the whole week of preparation, and, you know, this is our first day of practice, but it's already a lot different. And uh, like you said, with finals, everything yeah. just kind of rolling together. you got to be really focused. Uh, another question for you is you've seen so you've seen this team compared to your your team. What's different? You know, we we, we both have a y'all had a really good run game. We had a really good run game. You know, maybe we have two different running backs. You were kind of you were the running back on your team. But do you notice anything yeah. different or is there some similarities with our team and y'all's team? I, I think there's some similarities, um, especially on the defense. I, I, I think I remember our defense was being ranked in the top, top one, two, three in every defensive category. And I think y'all are about the same or like right there. Um, offense wise, we, I think we ran the ball a lot more. I think y'all throw it a lot more. I mean, but other than that. You know, I mean, both teams are undefeated, especially <laughs> to, the, to our first run, right? So <laughs> that that trumps everything. Uh, I want to ask you a question about uh, your your quarterback, uh, Brian Bell. Give us give us what what made Brian Bell, you know, uh, uh, the quarterback that led Sam Houston State to back to back national national championship appearances. I think the thing with Bell was. You know, he, he has that background, right? His dad was a head coach. Older brother played quarterback. <laughs> you know, so he, he had that. Came from a, you know, well-rounded family, uh, football family. And uh, I think our he got, he got better from our first year there to the National Championship run until we graduated. I mean, he just kept improving, improving, improving. And I feel like our office of coordinators, they did a very good job of putting Bill in the right position you know, to let him just do what he has to do. And I think it, it helps out. I mean, we have a great run game. It makes things a lot easier in the passing game, especially when guys try to load the box of that nature. But I, mean, I really like Bell. Bell was a tremendous leader for us. And, uh, I mean, it's not something where we didn't get it done, right? But you look back at it, but you can't you can't forget about the good times as well. Absolutely. And, and you know, fast forward into this team, Eric Schmidt, obviously, you know, our, our QB1, our leader. What are, what are some of the things that you see in him that, uh, that, that you feel like has, he's been able to lead us to this national championship? I, I think especially in these playoff games, when it was time to make the play, he made the play. <laughs> I think that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you can see it. It's kind of like he had that takeover factor cut on and underneath his – his cleats is a little halo, just blinking like he was on fire or something. But when it's time to make the play, he made the play. Uh, I mean, he's been he's do, he been doing a very good job of not turning the ball over. I mean, but it's kind of been like that all year as well. But I mean, that's the main thing, especially when you get the playoffs. Um, you know, it's not turning the ball over. So, I mean, y'all got. I mean, you guys been around him. You know what he's like. You know, on the field, practice, off the field, and stuff like that. You know, I'm going off of 
what I'm seeing, you know, on the TV screen. And I feel like he's a he's a great leader for you guys, and he's doing everything that the coaches is asking him to. I mean, which is which is you know very great, and he's making the most of every opportunity. Um, I see a guy; he, he he's not taking the game for granted, and he's playing hard every day. Yeah, he's uh he he's one of like we've said before in past episode. He's my roommate and one of uh Ryan's best friends and uh we love having him around. He's a great kid, great leader. Uh another question for you is this this year was your first time coming back to Huntsville to watch the Sam Houston game in a long time. I know because of you playing Canada, it's a lot of different schedules and you I know how busy you are. But how was it finally coming back to Huntsville and being able to watch a game just the overall experience of seeing your old team again? Man, it was it was great. It was, it was great. You know, I never had a shoot. I was like, man, I don't even know how to walk into the stadium, right? <laughs> I never had to. But, I mean, it was great, especially when you guys are winning. I mean, forget all the winning part. I mean, I, I was just great for me, you know, just to, you know, just to be back and and watch you guys and watch, seeing how far the city has came, like all the upgrades within the city and on campus and, you know, just being back. Um I mean, I, I think about all the things that I did, you know, my game prep and meetings and all that and, you know, everything that I left out there on the field. And uh, it was amazing. Yeah, we uh we got two two coaches that played with you, Chris Rogers and Matthew Merkins. They they always talk about you and, and how fun it was. Uh we love having you on the show. Every time a running back has number twenty, we have to remind them of who wore that jersey beforehand. And of course, you know, you see the Flanders flip all the time. Anytime we have a video. Take for us SFA. take us take us through that. What what's just give us a little quick rundown of, of that play. What what was going on right there? Because we've seen it a million okay. times. <laughs> so look, so I think leading up to that game, we was practicing as a running back. We was practicing diving over, diving into the end zone. I think we were down there by the um, the high jump on the track. You know, you know, they got the we had the track field around the stadium, a little high jump mat right there. We, we was practicing that all week. So we get to the game. In my head, I'm thinking like, man, I'm not, I'm not the type, you know, just to dive over somebody like that, right? I mean, I may jump. So we called the play. Our receiver, if you go back and watch the film, the, the corner that breaks our receiver, I think he was running him off. But at the same time, he's, he's supposed to block him at some point, right? So the, the corner comes down and might. I'm thinking, like, all right, I'm going to just jump. I'm going to just jump over. I, I knew what he was going to I already knew he was going to dive my leg. I'm like, I'm going to just jump. You know, but I got midair. And I got, I was in the crosshair in my head, like, oh, shoot, I don't know if I'm going to jump or I'm going to flip. Or, or, or if I'm going to just dive. So it kind of all just happened, like, in the moment. <laughs> well, that's awesome, uh, especially against SFA. You know, obviously, yeah. our big rival happening happening in NRG. I know that was special. Um, but what, what, what last question for you, if you had to pick one play – in your entire career, in any game, uh, it could even be it can even be CFL, NFL, whatever. What's what's the one play that that you most remember? Oh, that oh that's oh that's that's hard. Okay, look, okay, let me see, let me see. Oh, I'm gonna give you three. I'm gonna okay, give you three. Okay, that perfect. I can, I can, perfect. That I can really be like. I'm gonna give you three. I mean, there's more as I look at, but I'm gonna give you. I don't know if it's my top three, but it's three that okay. Flanders flip. This is no order, no order. Um, the Flanders flip, the fourth and fourth and one run against Montana in the semis, and then 
twenties. Oh, I'm gonna say I scored a touchdown CFL, and uh, when I was in Winnipeg, I scored. It wasn't even about the touchdown. It was after the touchdown. I gave the ball to this little girl sitting in the stands. Man, her face, big old smile. <laughs> that was probably yeah. That's, that's probably one of my favorite. That's awesome. That that is awesome. Well, uh, Tim, we enjoy having you on the show. Uh, hopefully, we will get you on another episode, maybe even a, a longer yeah. episode so we can learn all about you. Maybe we can cover the CFL sometime. Oh, yeah. We're, we're football all the time. Yeah, we can do that. So uh, where, where can, can people that. find you on social media, give you a follow so they can keep uh, track with you? Twitter, Instagram, TSlanders405. Yeah, Facebook, you know, just Timothy Flanders. But I, I mainly use my Twitter and Instagram, TSlanders405. And that's it. All right. Well, we appreciate having you on the show. We know you're going to be cheering for us in the national championship. Hopefully, we can get it yeah. done for you. Uh, like I you said, there. I should be there this weekend. Oh, that's Sweet. exciting. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Tim- I should be there. That's Timothy Flanders, running back for the Ottawa Red Black, Sam Houston legend. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, like we said, hopefully, we'll see you another time. Man, what a cool interview with Tim Flanders. Like we said, Sam Houston legend. It's always cool seeing, and I talked about it with him. Somebody wearing 20 because for him, you know, we always have to remind the player that, you know, a legend wore that. A, one of the greatest Sam Houston players, even one of the greatest FCS players. And uh, so I know that number and, the, and him. He loves Sam Houston. He's doing a great job in Canada. And that's cool. He's wearing number 14. That is he's cool. He's got the that's, number of That's hump. very cool. But uh, before we go into more FCS talk, uh, we have some NFL things we need to cover real quick. Uh, and the first thing is Tim Tebow. Mm. Wow. Mm. So if you haven't heard, Tim Tebow is almost like 99% signing a one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars with his former coach, Urban Meyer, as a tight end. Now, we've seen a lot. A lot of quarterbacks transition to tight end. But he hasn't played in the NFL in eight years, and a lot of people are upset, including players in the Jaguars' locker room. They don't like this idea. There's a lot of stuff going on. So, Hump, Tim Tebow at tight end. I like him being back in the league, but uh, what's your overall thoughts about this? Uh, I would have really liked this move um, while he was actually playing. When he was back playing and and quarterback didn't really pan out for him, if he would have moved to tight end or maybe even have – you know, kind of that hybrid Taysom Hill role, I would have loved it. I'd have been all on board. But he hadn't played in over 3,000 days in the NFL. And mm. to me, that's a little weird. Seems a little a little publicity-ish, you know. Tim Tebow's from Jacksonville. Uh, obviously, Urban Meyer and him, very close relationship. But who knows? Maybe maybe they want him to be a locker room guy. Maybe, you know, maybe they want him to be some sort of, an, some sort of a, uh, a mentor for, for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but... You know, I know the dude's a winner. Uh, obviously, he's he's as passionate and as competitive as they come. And so, uh, let's not let's not kill him just yet. I mean, uh, let's give him a chance. Maybe maybe he can help the Jaguars. It's not like the Jaguars are good. Okay, I know they're my Cinderella team, but all the people hopping on the Jaguars for for trying something new, shame on you. I mean, good grief. I mean, they <laughs> let them let them try this out. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. But uh, you know, I mean, he's Tim Tebow. He's got a big name. Now, to be fair, it's not like he was doing an office job. He was playing for the New York Mets, whether it was their AAA league, their AA league. He got moved up a couple times. Yeah, well, it doesn't – I mean, good Lord. People people talking about how he played, you know, oh, I played in the minor leagues. Uh, you go play in the minor leagues. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, and he, he's a great guy, great player. And uh, he might just be there to have some good uh, halftime speeches, and he's going to be a veteran. Hey, he's great at that. I mean, we got we don't even know if he's going to make the roster yet. It's just he's signing one-year deal. We'll have to see how it goes. Kind of excited, him playing tight end. Maybe he'll catch a touchdown. He'll 
Fantasy? You putting Tim Tebow on your fantasy team? No, thank you. Oh. No, thank you. Maybe one day. <laughs> Next up, the last NFL thing I want to do. I want to play a little game with you, Hump. Oh, I like games. We'll little, do a little, we like doing way too early picks. Okay. So we're doing our early. Don't, don't, wait, wait, wait. You understand that we're about to get, we're getting ready to play in the National Championship. And here in about a month uh, is going to be our FBS and NFL and fall FCS previews. Oh, boy. I mean,. I haven't looked at anything. I've been <laughs> I've been full. I mean, I've, I keep up with the NFL, obviously, but FBS. I don't know jack squat right now. I'm full blown FCS right now. And not only that, you know, it's not just FBS and NFL. I mean, we're right back to it. We're we're going oh, from national yeah. championship, get a little bit of a break, and we're back into training camp trying to run it back. I mean, we play we play in Northern Arizona in like two weeks or something. I mean, it's crazy. Oh yeah. But here we go. You know, we're doing our, our early, not so early. Offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year, but I'm putting a caveat. Okay, what? So what's Trevor the caveat? Lawrence has torn his ACL Week One. Well, don't don't He's say that. Let's say he severely stubbed his toe. Knock on wood, but Trevor Lawrence is out. You can't pick. Trevor that would Lawrence. be my pick. I'll of be course, and that's why I figured That'd I'd be put throw it in there. But Trevor Lawrence, let's say let's say Tim Tebow takes his spot, <laughs> oh plays quarterback. T Law is out. We have no Trevor Lawrence to pick. So now pick your offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. Man, that's a great question. And I think there are a lot of great candidates for that. You know, you've got the Jamar Chases, you've got the Kyle Pitts. That's a mm. that's questionable. Because I was thinking about it, but with Julio Jones, well, we don't know if he's going to end up Julio on the Falcons. With Julio and Calvin, it kind of it lessens Kyle Pitts a little, but man, he is special. Mm-hmm. But that's not my pick. I think I have my pick, and just the sheer volume that this guy's going to get. Uh, Najee Harris mm, in Pittsburgh is 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 really probably going to be the favorite if you've taken T- Trevor Lawrence out of the running. He's going to be the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Man, that's good. I, this is my thought. I, got, I was thinking quarterback because quarterback okay. is normally your pick. <clears throat> Trey Lance, I don't think he starts for the 49ers. I think he's too young. I think they're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo for that reason. He might not start starting for the 49ers, Uh-oh. but he might later on. Hot take. That's another episode. You know, there's Zach Wilson uh-huh. for my pick, yep. and this is this is, might be a hot take. I like this. The Bears. No, I, like, I like it. Justin Fields like is going to win rookie. And th- this is, of course, if Trevor Lawrence is it's out of the because he's angry. Yeah. He's angry. He's got the chip. Let me ask you this, Huff. I, did you see the video of the call uh, from the draft room to Justin Fields? I did not. Justin Fields did not look very happy. I don't want to be that guy. You have to watch the video. He looks miserable. You got drafted. You know, it's the Bears. Okay, I get it. I get it as a Packers I, fan. I mean, you still got drafted very high in the first round. But <sighs> if Trevor Lawrence is not available, I think the next best quarterback – is Justin Fields. I'm fine with that. Zach Wilson's on the Jets. That's over with. I don't think Trey Lance <laughs> plays yet. I think he will eventually. Justin Fields is on a Bears team, and hey, we don't know what Aaron Rodgers' situation is. The Bears could have a good shot at the NFC North if, if Aaron Rodgers is not available. I'll say it. I don't believe I was about to low. say, I was like, uh, that's, that's different than conversations you and I have had. You've been pretty confident that he's going to be a Packer. But in the situation that doesn't happen, Jordan Love ain't getting it done. So Justin Fields could win the NFC North. It'd be a good, cool pick. But that's my pick for offensive. Now we move on to defensive rookie of the year. Not a lot of picks. You're looking at me. I know oh, it's coming. Oh, baby. But is he? do you think he's going to have a prominent role? Well, just say your pick. Absolutely going to have a prominent say, role. Micah Parsons mm-hmm. will win Defensive Rookie of the Year. What what position does he play? Whatever he wants. He's a freak. I mean, the dude, He, you know, I, a lot of people, this was an offensive heavy, offensive top heavy draft. And and a lot of people had Parsons as their, their top rated defensive player. And, and it's like I said, 
I really just truly believe he fell too far in the draft for the Cowboys not to take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Jalen Smith, he's he's great. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, when he's healthy, he's great. But you can't have too many good players. And you can't, you can't have too many people tackling ball carriers, especially when you're 31st in the NFL in, in rush defense like the Cowboys were a year ago. I mean, that was an, an obvious need that we needed to fix. And, and and I really believe that that Micah Parsons can be the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, he was my answer too, and I did question it because I am worried about playing time. I think he plays a lot. It's just hard. Do you do you switch him out of middle and take one of those guys' spots? I know Sean Lee just retired, so there is a spot open. You know, do you put him at defensive end? Do you have an outside linebacker? And that's a good thing and a bad thing because uh, there's a lot of different spots he can go, but you already have some good players here and there. But I did think Michael Parsons was overall the best defensive player in the draft. The fact that y'all got him is a steal. Great pick for y'all. I think if he plays significantly, he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. And the uh, Cowboys, y'all have a really good shot. You're, you're working on your defense. <laughs> Dak is, is Dak back. I guess he's a Cowboy, whatever. <laughs> and also, I don't know if you've seen. I know you probably have. But Zeke has been kind of grinding a little Yo, bit. Yo, he, look, he looks skinny, fast. He looks skinny Zeke. Skinny Zeke. I, I thought the same thing. He looks he looks like rookie year Zeke where Uh-oh. he was just boop, 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 boop. Let me I tell mean, you, I'll be nervous when Zeke gets the fade back because that is fade Zeke is the best Ezekiel Elliott I've ever seen. Fade Zeke with half-cut button-up shirt at the draft oh. is, is a Zeke that you do not want to mess oh, with. Oh, yeah. Long hair Zeke is good. I like the fro, but uh, fade Zeke is a different breed. <laughs> But like you said, that's for another episode. We're still in national championship. We're still. It's in back FCS. to FCS, the real, the real college football playoff, of ladies and gentlemen. And we got to do it. We got to start off with some ABC viewership. So talk to me about we we've been preaching it. Let people watch FCS football. And finally, we got ABC football with Sam Houston versus James Madison. So talk to me about that. How did the viewership improve? Do you think? And do you think this is a good move? Do you think ABC is happy? And could we potentially see this a, a, a better viewership in the future in the fall? Well, Dalton, uh, Sam Houston State versus James Madison attracted. And, and okay, first off, let me say that these, these numbers, I'm thinking they're probably a little shorthanded just because, you know, how can it count people watching it in a bar? How can it count, you know, people at the game? Just, just a lot of factors. But anyways, the ratings for, for James Madison versus Sam Houston – a little over 700,000 viewers wow. on ABC. That sounds like a lot to me, man. No I mean, pressure. That, that sounds like a lot. Um, and and it's reported that the games this weekend averaged 620,000 viewers, which was 87% up from last year's semifinals. Okay? And, and so... If that holds true, you got to figure that, that the national championship... Is going to be quite the hot commodity come Sunday on ABC. Man, I really hope so. It's uh, a lot of people have been talking about it, and uh, why don't you tell the people about the tickets? There's a little bit of a uh, good news with some tickets. Uh, good news? You mean you mean bad news? Uh, <laughs> there's not that many tickets to go around, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds like they're going to let about eight thousand people go to the game, which that's a lot, and and they sold out almost instantly, but. Uh, I know when you live an hour away from from where the national championship is, that that's not great. Uh, so I, I'm probably we we we've 
my family have, has requested tickets, but uh, I don't know. There's there there might be a might be a little little problem. Me having to tell some people they they're gonna have to watch it at home. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think if this was uh, you know, of course, fifty percent capacity, so the tickets sold out quick. Do you think if it was a hundred percent, it'd be sold out? Uh, no question. No I mean, doubt they sold out first day. Tickets were available. The students. So so Sam Houston students were allotted two hundred and fifty tickets that were like reduced price. And they were gone by eight thirty a.m. Wow! They were gone, and my mom, my my mom, she was like, you know, Ryan, you you could have went and got one just so we had the extra ticket. And I was like, dude, I I couldn't have got one if I tried. Yeah. I mean, the line was was out the door in the middle of campus, and uh, now that makes me feel good. Obviously, people really care, but you know, there's going to be a lot of watch parties going on. I saw that you know one of the bars here has already said that they're going to have a watch party. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I would think that that. Even with COVID, there's going to be some cool events, you know, this weekend, like pep rally stuff. Maybe yeah. I heard the band gets to come. I heard the cheerleaders get to come. That's great. Uh, but I, you know, this is South Dakota State's first trip. I would assume they're probably going to travel great. Yeah, and, and I mean, they're going to be all over Frisco, loving it up, Texas. You know, usually it's cold for the national championship. It's going to be hot for the national championship this year. Obviously, I think that bodes well for us. But it's going to make for a great weekend. You know, it's supposed to, they're giving a little bit of rain, but I think it'll be fine. We've had rain, it seems like, in the forecast every game this year, and it never rains. So uh, I'm excited. My parents are excited. Dalton's family's excited. Uh, we actually, you know, you talk about tickets, and I've actually, I've heard that people that play in big games, people that play in the Super Bowl, the worst part of the whole thing is dealing with tickets. Mm-hmm. Dealing, giving, you know, getting a ticket for your, for, for, Cousin Larry, giving giving your ticket for for Auntie Sue. I mean, we've got people texting in our fo- football group message, asking, "Hey, can I can I get two tickets?" Oh no! And I I mean, not happening. It's not going to happen. This is this is the biggest game of of each one of our lives. No one's playing a bigger game, and so uh, good luck good luck finding an extra ticket. Yeah, especially in Texas, like every almost most of our team is from Texas. Yeah, so I mean, everyone's I, live, kind of, I live an hour and 10 minutes from this stadium. Yeah, oh, also about that, you know, we're right next to the Star. We're right next to your uh, territory. Uh-oh. Yeah. Do I uh, wear Packer gear? I think I got to. I don't know if coach Keeler would like that, yeah, I but know. but we're staying right next to the Star Hotel. We're staying at the Omni. That's awesome. I'm super excited for the guys that haven't seen the Star. I'm ready for them to see what Dallas Cowboy football is about. It's Dallas Cowboy headquarters. It's the best in the world. It's going to be super cool for me. Shout out Mike Dare, DeWaylon Ingram, Tony, Tony Williams, Trevor Williams, my my fellow Cowboy brethren. Oh, Lord. Uh, that, that's pretty exciting. Hey, and shout out Cody Crest, Packer fan. Oh, oh man. My boy. Man. Do you think Dak comes to the game? No. That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. I'm going to just no, tell. No pressure. I'm just going to tell myself that he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking about tickets in South Dakota showing up. Uh, I was talking to somebody. They told me that South Dakota had 3,200 tickets. Gone. Sam Houston had 3,200 tickets. Gone. And then there's a middle NCAA has around 3,000 to give out, and that's gone. So it's all gone. And wow. it's going to be a sea of orange, a sea of blue, and a little bit of mix of both in between. It's going to be really fun. I know they're going to show out. We're going to show out. We are in Texas. we got to show awesome. everybody what Texas that's football awesome. is about. At the star, in front of your people. But uh, enough of that. We have to talk about some All-American stuff. The All-American list came out. You know, Cole Kelly, first-team All-American. Uh, Eric Berrier. We saw both of those that. coming. Cole That's Kelly, that. great season. But, uh, you know, Eric No Smith. playoffs. No playoffs. Lost head-to-head. Mm. No playoffs. Mm. And no playoffs. No national That's, championship either. No playoffs. No Southland player of the year. No playoffs. Uh, That's really all I have to say about that. Obviously, he's a great player. And, and you know... He gave us a run for our money, no doubt. 
I'm not trying to take a knock on the guy, but you guys know that my stance on the Heisman is uh, it's a little bit of a team award and uh, no playoffs, Dalton. It's really it's really as simple as that. No playoffs. Well, the thing that was really cool about the All-American list, too, is a lot of the people on there are the people we face. Uh, uh, you want, me, you, you want me to go through the, the running back list? Well, before you go with that, let's shout out our Sam Houston All-American okay. team. We have first-team All-American, Jahari K. Yep. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Uh, guy that had a really good year last year, but you know, not the year that he had this year. He has a great offseason. He becomes more of a leader on the D-line. And really that defense, it, he was just the guy that – that reaped all of all of the all of the accolades yeah. and the awards. Not not knocking on him. I'm just saying it could have been anybody. Yeah. You got Joe Walsh, Trace Mascaro, Sean Mustin, Jamal Leon. I mean, one of those guys isn't on the field at all times. You know what I mean? I mean that's what a D line. That's crazy. And that's what's cool about our D line is if we can sub people out, we have people like Chris Scott. Chris Scott, Someone yeah. Someone you don't hear about a lot makes plays. But uh, Jahari K does Zach a great Lone, job. Zach Long's playing considerable snaps in 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 the North Dakota State yeah. game. I mean, that's our boy. That's yeah. awesome. Roscoe Jones. We have all Ross, these guys yes. that come in. But Jahari K, not only does he do that, he's my shield partner on punt and oh, he's my yes. partner on field goal. So he does special teams. He does everything all around. Good for him. First team All-American. For the second team All-American, we have Eric Schmidt. And this one's tough. Jaquez Ezzard, second team punt returner. I, mean, I mean, I know it doesn't count playoffs, but did we see what he did against I mean, James good Madison? Lord. Also, we were, can we talk about Eric Schmidt being a second team All American, but be but nowhere to be found on the sixteen player offensive player of the year finalist list? It's a shame. Does that even that the math on that doesn't even make sense? It must have been the SFA guy that did that. I mean, it's crazy. There's there's no way you can't. At least out of sixteen, just throw him, even if he wasn't even going if to he win, was sixteen. Yeah, he definitely should have been on that list. But Jaquez Ezzard's that second team All American punt returner is crazy, and the fact he's not even a, a receiver on All American list is crazy. Well, Kobe Thomas too, right? Yep, Kobe yep. Thomas. Okay. Uh, I would say I say offensive lineman because he literally has played every position at one point. Yeah. The dude can play anywhere. Yeah. He, he's one of our best linemen. He's great. But uh, shout out to the rest of our offensive line. They all do a great job. But those were All American team. So talking about the rest of the All-American team, any, uh, it was kind of normal list, everyone we saw coming. Any surprises? Any, just your overall opinion about the All-American list. Well, I just want to say that, uh, you know, you've got James Madison running back. Uh, and I'm going to butcher this name, but we heard it a million times on Saturday. Percy, Percy Agye Obise, Percy Agye Obise, number 31 running back for James Madison. Percy run over Sam Houston. A lot. But not a 100-yard rusher. The streak oh. continues. First-team All-American. Fullback first-team All-American. Hunter Lupke. He played for North Dakota State. Second-team All-American. You had Monmouth running back, Jawan Fari. Uh, and and we're, playing, we're playing Pierre Strong this weekend. South Dakota State running back. Second-team All-American. So in the playoffs, we will have gone through four teams that possessed – a All-American running back each. Wow. Unbelievable. You want to hear another funny stat, too? We have beat every national champion since 2009, you know, mostly North Dakota State. James Madison won one. God. We beat him. We beat him. God. And, hey, I'll go back a step farther. The team that won it in 2009, 2010 was Eastern Washington, who North Dakota State beat this Man. playoffs, and that was Cooper Cup. So, oh, yeah. Speaking of, I have a question for you because uh, Eric and Jahari – and Coach Keeler, they've been doing media stuff for the National Championship, and okay. they've all been asked the same questions. So okay. I'm relaying it to you. Oh, I already know what you're going to ask. A lot of ahead. people have been saying, should they put an asterisk behind this National Championship win? Because, you know, some teams that opted out said it shouldn't count, 
Uh, North Dakota State fans, they said it shouldn't count because they weren't 100%. North Dakota State James fans Madison said it shouldn't count. People got mad. Do you think it would have counted if they, if they oh, would win it? So I'm going to ask you, Hump. I know the answer. Should we put an asterisk behind this win? If we win, Like I've said before, Dalton, if anything, if there's an asterisk by this national championship, the, uh, the side note that goes with that asterisk should be this was a harder national championship to win. Oh, yeah. Don't factor in our road. Don't factor in our side of the bracket, our corner of the bracket. Factor in all the COVID crap we've done all year. I'm tired of it. You can hear it in my voice. I, I'm, I'm exhausted of this. Uh, factor in... Factor, you know, factor in. We don't have a locker room right now. We're going through renovations. All, all the spring stuff, all the, all the, all the hoop nanny that all these student athletes have had to go through to get this season done is a testament to hard work and dedication to the game of football. And if there's an asterisk by this national championship, the only words it should say is that this was one of the harder, if not the hardest, national championship of all time. Yeah, I don't care. How many national championships has Montana been to in the last 10 years, oh, Dalton? Uh-oh. None. We didn't have to add the teams that were saying it. None, Dalton. <laughs> They've been to none. Okay, yeah. so I don't even want to hear it. I mean, they true. Did, All it, the powers did play. It, it was like Dalton, maybe two or three that didn't play it, this year. It doesn't – and it, even then, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you either wanted to play or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay? We didn't ask anybody not to play. South Dakota State didn't ask anybody not to play. North Dakota State – they fielded 11 guys on the field at a time, just like the next team did. They didn't ask anybody not to play. You know, we had a 16-team playoff. There, there were – I mean, we've put, this will be our 10th game of the season. How many, how many more do you need to yeah. solidify that this is legit? I mean, look at the Salukis, too, a team that decided, yo, we're going to stay. We're going to do this. They put uh, CELA on, their, on their, little, their schedule. They win. They make the playoffs. They said, we, we're going to do this. We signed up for it. We're going to finish out. Key word. They wanted – to play, yeah. Dalton. They wanted to be there. And let's talk about Sam Houston's journey. We've said it multiple times. We beat James Madison. We beat North Dakota State. And we beat a team, Monmouth, that definitely should have been higher. How, how do you, think, have been a couple how more you think they're feeling right now? Man. They're they're mad, but also, hey, we're really good. They're going to be hey, really, we're really good, good. I, You know, we're talking about All-Americans. Uh, I'm going to bet that that uh, Mr. Musket, their, their quarterback, by the way, great name. That's a great – Tony Musket, what oh. a name. He's going to be a freshman All-American. Oh, yeah. That dude, in two or three years, Monmouth will be a name to remember. I believe that next fall – here, I'll give you a way too early pick. Uh-oh. Monmouth is definitely running away with the Big South next fall. Really? Big time. Well, uh, let's say let's say they're up with uh, with uh, South Dakota State side of the bracket. Potentially, we could have had a South Dakota State versus Monmouth semifinal game. I, they are that good. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, You know, I picked – uh, I picked Delaware to make it there. I was disappointed in their semifinal. We didn't even talk about their semifinal game. I guess we skipped right oh, over no, that. Oh no, we're going. We're okay. going to cover that. Okay, but I was disappointed in their in their outing. They they had a great year. Uh, now, quarterback injury in that game, I think, really kind of altered you know where that one was going. But yes, Monmouth was that good. They they were. I'm not going to say they're they're not they weren't top four. I think the top four is is Sam Houston. South Dakota State, James Madison, and North Dakota State, uh, which means if we want to win the national title, we will have had to beat all three. But Monmouth is right behind that. If if they're not four, and they're not five, they're they're definitely they're definitely inside the top six or seven. Yeah, they they, they did really good. What a fun game that was. They are they're gonna have a great season next next fall. We might see. Hopefully, 
we play as well as we do. We'll see him again. We have another matchup. It would be fun some of these crazy, these awesome playoff games we're playing. I mean, there's a good chance with these teams being who they are. There's a good chance we're going to get some rematches in the fall. Oh, so that's pretty and, exciting. Uh, you know, the narratives on those is they're gonna not going to be. They're going to come in, and hopefully, it's in Huntsville again. Oh, I'm not going to be in Huntsville. Gonna, apparently, Huntsville is is where playoff dreams come to die. Oh yeah, and they're going to be very angry. I love that the national championship had to go through Huntsville, man. And I love that it's in Texas. Yeah, and especially that. How about, that, how about the song, Dalton? Whoa. If you're gonna play in Texas, hey. you gotta have a fiddle in the band. <laughs> All right, you keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna find that. We're gonna play it for Walk On. One radio. of my favorite things. We'll have that can be the outro. One the of my outro. favorite okay. things <laughs> was the Huntsville, Texas Heat. No, and you know we had to experience it in the summer. I remember having to run and condition. I barely made my times. Coach Parker's yelling at me. And the, we, they felt the heat. They it's felt been, that Texas It's heat. been foreshadowing what we're going through right oh, now. Oh, man. And uh, going to Frisco, it's supposed to be not a, a cool day. So no Huntsville, no Texas heat in Frisco. But enough of that. At least it's both still, teams will have locker rooms in yeah, that one. And it's in Texas. We're going to have some cool colors on both sides. Dalton, we should get shirts. If we, if, we, if we were to win the national championship, okay, we should get shirts made. With tents, with a circus on them, oh, national well, champs. Because apparently, did say if we win the national championship, <laughs> we should have a tent on the ring. On the ring, yeah. Well, because apparently, man, apparently, and Monmouth was the best one apparently, but North Dakota State and James Madison were throwing a fit for their portable locker rooms. Well, to be fair, we had to do a kick return meeting, and this is early in the morning, so no heat yet. We sat in those tents. I get it. It's hot in there, and it wasn't even the middle of the day. But, uh, you know, they were doing their complaint. It, it's hey not man. our fault hey that man. we got a bid for the hey man. home field have, have a higher seed. You yeah. know, have a higher seed. But moving on, Huff, we have a big announcement to make for you. A little, little brag, a little humble brag for Walk On Radio, Ryan Humphreys. We talked about it last year. And last year, uh, if y'all didn't see, and I was helping him out with this, we were making videos for Holder of the Year. We did all these cool videos. Hump had all these cool celebrations. One of the time, he even I, I waited on the sideline. He ran over, did a dunk. I was the hoop. Oh, that was a good one. We did a lot that of celebrating, and uh, he became a finalist for Holder of the Year last year. And he fell short because his field, our field goal stats as a whole was pretty low. We struggled a little bit in the field goal uh, section of special teams. So this year, Hump kind of you toned down the celebrations. It was all about work, and it was all about getting them field goals. Seth Morgan, Noah Caldwell, the Legion of Smooth, Legion Ooh, of Boom. The Legion of Smooth. Oh, my goodness. What a name. What a cool name. What a cool name. Uh, Seth Morgan, first team all-conference. First team all-conference. Uh, True freshman. He's. Uh, I, I would have to, have to figure he's a future freshman All-American whenever that comes out. So uh, the announcement was today for the winner of Holy of the Year. They had a little poll. It was four people. VMI was in it. I, I may have picked them on the vote. Don't uh, don't get mad at me. Hey, I'll give that kicker credit. Uh, what that holder had something that I could never have. His kicker's name was Jerry Rice. Oh man, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But uh, if you saw the vote, Humphreys kind of ran away with it, and I think uh, we all knew it was coming. They announced the winner of Holder of the Year, and it was in fact Ryan Humphreys. So yes, yes, yes. Something you've been working hard for, yes. and I know it's really cool. Uh, the the winner of last year announced it for you. So, Humps, just talk to the people how you feel. I know you've been working hard on it, and uh, it was all about stats this year, and uh, your field goal team, and your kicker got it done. Well, it, it's it's a fun award, Dalton. Uh, what what started out as a joke, um, you know, I the competitive person that I am. If there's an award for something that I'm doing, I want to win it. Uh, and last year, I felt like you know. I felt like I could have won it, but but this year I'm really happy that I did. Uh, I want to shout out Cat fans for their their support. Uh, I also want to shout out uh, my boy Dylan Cannon. 
in uh, Bearcat compliance. He, he's he's kind of been my kind of been my campaign manager this year. I mean, he's always sending out tweets talking about how I should be the holder of the year. But it's fun, Dalton. Uh, you know, you know that I take special teams super to heart, uh, and so whatever whatever I can do to help this team win, whatever I can do to impact our our road to the national championship. Uh, I want to do, and I feel like I have this season, and so it's fun. Um, and uh, you know, hey, we ain't done yet. We yeah. ain't done yet. It's really fun being on the field goal team, being able to go out there and score some points with Seth and uh, Ryan. And uh, way early in the season, we almost had one. We had a little fumble snap. You rolled out. I was in the end zone, and uh, we were this close. We were this <laughs> yeah. close to getting a walk-on radio touchdown, but we ain't done yet. Maybe, maybe we'll get. We still have plenty of years left of football. And uh, we still have a national championship to go to. You never know what could happen. But congratulations, Humphreys. Holder of the year. We knew it was coming. We running it back next year? Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll maybe see. Maybe we'll have to do a little bit of some more celebrating and some super stats as uh, hopefully we run it back after, you know, knock on wood, we win the national championship. Before we do our final review of the national championship game, we're going to do a little fun game. Uh, and that's, of course, an overall review of the season. We've talked about this before. I've asked you, you know, in the beginning of our episode, we didn't know if we were even going to have a spring season, if we were going to have a national championship. Well, we're here. We're in it. Who would have thought? So, Hump, talk to me about, in your opinion, the game of the year. There were a couple really good games. You know, we saw Hail Mary a while ago. We saw a comeback. And, you know, Sam Houston's been in plenty of great games. So, Hump, tell me, in your opinion, what was the game of the year? I mean, you know, Obviously, this spring season, there were there were tons of games that were really exciting. You know, we started out with a double overtime game with McNeese and Tarleton. That was big time. Weaver State with a backup quarterback wins on a on a sixty yard hail mary. Uh, Southern Illinois, southeastern Louisiana comes down right to the end in like sixty to fifty five, like crazy game. Uh, and obviously, I'm leaving a lot out. There's been games that that were awesome, but. Man, call me crazy, but I I, I feel like you're, it's going to be really hard to find a game that was better than this last weekend, Sam Houston versus James Madison for game of the year. I mean, 21-point lead at the half, James Madison at Sam Houston State, 28-point third quarter, five-minute span, Sam Houston takes the lead. James Madison, they find a way to come back, they score, and uh, they, they they miss a, a, the game-tying field goal, uh, you know, to send it to overtime. But what a game. And, and, and when you factor in that it was the semifinals and, and for a trip to the national championship, I just think it's going to be hard to hard to top that one. Yeah, definitely. The, the stakes at hand for that game was wild. James Madison being who they are, they're kind of the underdog Sam Houston, the team trying to go to the national championship. And uh, you talk about the Flanders flip. The Dalton Meyer flip is what, what sealed it off. A yes. Punt. Man yes. tried to jump over me. We flipped him. Matt McRobert with a booming punt. It didn't matter anyways. The game was over. What a fun game that was. The, the crowd, if you were there, the crowd was crazy. And it was on ABC, so a lot of people got to witness it. But like you said, there was a lot of good games out there. We, we had a lot of good stories. We saw VMI, the team nobody thought. The team nobody thought was going to make the playoffs comes out and makes a run. You said Weber State makes a Hail Mary. Northwestern State gets the game winner against uh, UIW to kick him out of playoffs. Uh, contention. A lot of good games. And, of course, we'll ask the people their opinion because, you know, we're going to miss stuff. But I think that's an obvious answer. Sam Houston, James Madison to the National Championship. What a game that was. Um, my next question for you is uh, for the Southland and even playoffs. We've had some uh, players and teams that we have faced that have been very, very talented, very difficult. So I'm going to ask you, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to pick three, three answers. Who are the hardest person or overall, you know, position or team 
Who are the three hardest players that Sam Houston or you have faced this season? So, Humph, you go ahead and start it off. Man, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I'll start out with a position group, uh, one that one that impressed me a lot, and I'll go I'll go the offensive line from North Dakota State. Mm. I mean, golly, if you if you squinted. You would have thought it was the Green Bay Packers. My goodness! I mean, man, and and the way our defense handled them was just was awesome. And so that that's going to be my first answer. What about you? Uh, my first answer is Isaiah Chambers, McNeese, number mm, forty, first team uh, All American. Yeah, uh, what a great player he was. Transferred from the University of Houston. I mean, he was a wrecker. He he was in there. He was making plays. He was big. He was strong. And he was long. And uh, me and Isaac Schley tied in for Sam Houston. We had to block him a few times, and it was difficult. He made things really challenging. McNeese was a great team, great story, and uh, we both picked him to have a really fun year. Uh, they fell short, but they're still a good team. They're going to bounce back in the Southland. They're going to have themselves a good year. But, uh, yeah, Isaiah Chambers, what a guy he is. Uh, and, obviously, he was up for the Buck Buchanan, first-team All-American, first-team All-Conference. Uh, he was Defensive Player of the Year for the yeah, Southland Conference, too. Overall, really good player. That's my first pick. Hump, who is your second take? Uh, I'm going to go, and I'm going to stay inside the conference. Obviously, everyone we've played in the in the playoffs seems to be an All-American. So I'll stay inside the Southland Conference. But I'm going to go Austin Mitchell and C.J. Turner, uh, number 81 and number 83 receivers for uh, Southeastern Louisiana. That was our first game of the season, and, and I think maybe we probably took that for granted uh, at the time, but... They were really good, Dalton. They were really good. They were two of the better receivers we played all season, and uh, I, I was really impressed with their passing attack. Yeah, not only that, but uh, and I know you're a little salty about the whole Cole Kelly situation, but Cole Kelly as well, good a quarterback that had you know this defensive line that was first-team all-conference in the national championship now all over him, and he was able to get off of the sack, make some throws, and have those receivers run around like crazy. So shout-out Cole Kelly, great quarterback. I have a different quarterback in mind, and that's Northwestern State Bryce Rivers. And Northwestern State came to play. They had themselves. They had a lot of juice going in the game. They haven't won a game yet. And um, my goodness, this quarterback, it, it, I think it was one of his first starts, or uh, he came in, and he just it was his threw. First, it, against us was his first start. And ever. I think he threw for around 400. Yeah. He had himself a game. It was a close one. It made us a little nervous. We got the win at the end of the day, but he came to play. He had a lot of juice, and uh, I think he played really well. And like I said, they, they came to play. They wanted to get that win, and he was there to play and win and show everybody that he could be the starting quarterback. I think that game kind of solidified it for him. He'll probably be the quarterback going in. So he's my pick. Great great quarterback, great team, Northwestern State. They're going to surprise a lot of people in the fall. I'm going to stay with Northwestern State here, and I'm going to go Javon Antonio, number mm. four. Oh, my goodness. Number four receiver for Northwestern state and if you don't remember what this guy looked like just look up a picture of dk metcalf six four two twenty the dude was a monster i mean a a freak of nature receiver i like i like northwestern going into the fall i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and say that i think they're gonna win the southland i think they still have to go through Nichols and and sila and possibly incarnate word but northwestern is going to win some games in the fall yeah, and I don't know if you saw the uh, UIW game. That last drive to get in the field goal range, literally all they did was throw it to him. Even if he was covered, they threw it to him, and he was making plays to drive down to get that game-winning field goal. What a big receiver. He uh, he was a trouble for us. Like I said, close game against him, but we got it done. Uh, my final answer, and you said North Dakota State's offensive line. I'm going North Dakota State's defensive line. And uh, our offensive line did a great job at holding them and doing a really good job. I don't think they sacked Eric once, but 
they were very disciplined and they were very big and they moved around really quickly. You know, we would run screens and the defensive line would be making the play. He would run over there. They were, they were fast. They were strong. They were disciplined. And it's North Dakota State. What do you expect? They are the bison. But he did. They did their job very well. All of them. We had to, you know, hit them from across the ball. And that it definitely didn't feel good. They were up definitely in my ear talking about how hard they were, how big they were. And uh, North Coast State's defensive line, they did a good job, and that was my third pick. All right, well, for the last part, we have it here. We got to talk about the national championship. But before we do that, we got to talk about the South Dakota State-Delaware game. Man, definitely something we didn't expect. 33-3, South Dakota State dominates Delaware. I picked Delaware to win and uh, how I was wrong. Talk to me about this game. What yeah, that, happened? That officially tied the pick em for the year, so we're going to end in a tie. I guess. Uh, unless unless you want to pick South Dakota State. Are, are you going to do it? Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to stick with the Bearcats this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so no pick for the national championship, unfortunately. So good for us. We tied. But uh, next season, we have a lot of pick em to do. Yeah. The record will be different. Oh, talk yeah. about this game. And uh, you did talk about the Delaware quarterback's injury. But what happened? Is this a really good South Dakota State game? Is it a bad Delaware game? Just give me a little breakdown of what went down. I think the injury just really kind of created a snowball effect. Uh, South Dakota State was obviously the better team, but I don't know that they were 33-3 better. Um, Delaware, great year. Uh, CAA co-champs with James Madison. CAA, no national championship teams Uh this year. Ouchie, ouchie the softling, you know. Uh Uh-oh. But... You know, I, I, I think I'm going to jump into what I think about South Dakota State. I think they're really good. I think they're going to be one of the better teams we've played. I think that, you know, them, North Dakota State, and James Madison are all on par with each other. I think they're all the real deal. You know, South Dakota State, they are very big up front. Nasty, nasty offensive line. They call themselves the 605 Hogs, I hear. Oh, wow. They have a true freshman quarterback who has really just been impressive all year. Uh, I mean, if you're a true freshman, you're leading your team to the national championship. Obviously, you know you're doing your thing. They have trying to just go through my head who 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 we're playing against, but Pierre Strong, running back. You know, you and I talked really highly of him early on in the year when they played Northern Iowa. Uh, seems like that was so long ago, doesn't it? That oh was that gosh. was our first game of the week. And yeah, I, I missed that one, of course. But um, at receiver, they got the Yankee twins, which is pretty cool because. Our two, our two best DBs are the McCollums, uh, so obviously I'm sure ABC will be all over that with some type of some type of story. But you know, defensively, I think I think their front seven is uh, is the strong part of this defense. You know, they really get after offensive lines, really make quarterbacks move around on their feet. Um, now, I think they struggle with mobile quarterbacks, uh, and obviously we have a very mobile quarterback, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, in the back end, you know, they, they're they sound, they're long, they're big. Uh, Southern Illinois, however, gave them fits. Uh, Southern Illinois, a receiving core that's very athletic, very big, uh, very fast, uh, it gave them fits. You know, Southern Illinois, they should have won that game in the quarterfinals. It was a rematch from a regular season battle. Uh, but the Salukis blew it. There's really, there's, really, there's really no two ways about it. They blew it. They threw all over South Dakota State. So hopefully, you know, Sam Houston can mimic that. And, and really get the offense rolling. But, Dalton, it's, it's, it's a 50-50 game. I mean, you know, the best team is going to win the national championship. Yeah. And what I mean by that is whoever wins is the best team. Uh, there's not going to be an upset here. Uh, you know, I know Vegas has Sam Houston as the underdog, but I don't think South Dakota State thinks that. I think, I think they think what we think, and they think that the number one team and the number two team are playing in the national championship. Dalton, would you like a stat? I, I, I know you like stats. Uh-oh. Six times, okay, 
Six times has there been a one versus two national championship game. Okay, you want to know what the record on that is? Who who's won more? The I mean, number, it's got to be the number two, right? The number two seed has won five of those six. Wow. Number two seeds are five and one Uh-oh. versus number one seeds. Uh-oh. So that makes you feel good. You you know, it's good to be the two seed. Obviously, does not matter for this year. It did you know no correlation, but it is a cool stat nonetheless. But man, I'm excited, Dalton. I talk about opportunity each week, and and God, what a what a life. Just, I mean, what a, what a, what a what a thing that we're gonna do, and it's gonna be probably the biggest moment in in our young twenty year old lives. Yeah. Uh, one thing about South Dakota State's defense as well is their linebackers. Their linebackers do not miss tackles. And this is kind of overall as a defense. They don't miss tackles. They are very sound. And uh, when they wrap themselves around you, it's over. They're, they're going to tackle you. What's his name? Logan Logan Bacchus? Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's they, a good player. Uh, they're really good. They're really sound there. It's the same as North Dakota State, but probably a little bit more athletic in, in the passing game on offense. They can throw around more. Not saying North Dakota they're State They're balanced. Can. They are yeah. definitely balanced. But uh, they, they're Missouri Valley. You know how they are. And it's going to be a big test. But uh, we've been through the ringer. They've been through the ringer. And uh, it's going to be a fun matchup. Have they been through the ringer, Dalton? Compared to us, probably not. Regular season, they certainly have had a tougher road than we did. Now, their playoff wins, they started out with Holy Cross. Mm. And nothing against Holy Cross, but we would beat Holy Cross by 40. Yeah. Okay? And then they play Southern Illinois, who they did beat by 40 in the regular season. And then should have lost that second game. And then they beat Delaware in the semifinals, a good Delaware team. But obviously, again... No disrespect to to Jackrabbit Nation. I I think they. Well, I think also, Jackrabbit Nation has been very kind to Walk on radio. radio, and I know that we're facing each other. But don't forget the beginning of the year when we had your back, y'all had our back. The mascot they tar- won our tournament. mascot of the mascot of the of the nation yeah. award. So yeah. we love the Jackrabbit fans, but uh, definitely we've had a tougher run. We had a a fourth down stop against Monmouth. We had a, a who, fourth, who was a, a severely, severely underseeded team. A, a fourth down stop against North Dakota State, both to win the game. The the dynasty of all dynasties. And then a twenty one point comeback against the the number two team in FCS. You know, overall in this last decade, so we've been through it. So this is another challenge for us. And uh, we were talking about the freshman quarterback, and I was thinking. Do you think he's going to be under pressure playing the championship game? Because he's been in some really tough games in the regular season, some high-quality national championship-like opponents, like games. And this is a different ball game. This is Texas football in Frisco, sold-out crowd as much as they can. Are you? Do you think he's going to feel pressure going into this game? Well, I mean, yeah, he's going to feel pressure going into this game. I'm not going to say he's going to fold under pressure, but it's a national championship on ABC. I mean, it's for all the marbles. Everyone's going to feel pressure. Uh, and so to say that he's, you know— just going to be calm, cool, and collective the entire time is a little silly. Uh, but, you know, he's going to give his best game to us. That There's no doubt. He runs the ball well. He, he, he you know, makes plays makes plays with his arm. Uh, I think they're more balanced than, than North Dakota State. I don't personally think they have the athletes that James Madison has. Uh, but, you know, size and, and effort and, and all that considered – South Dakota State is as is, is good as we're going to play this year. Yeah, they have a right guard that has a neck brace. And anytime I see an a offensive lineman brace. with a neck brace, I get a little intimidated because those are the real deal. But uh, this is a great experience, the national championship. We're here, and, uh, you know, win or loss, it's going to be such a great time, a great memory for all of us, uh, you know, from the media to all the games we're playing to the gear we're getting, the going, the practice at the field to the game itself. It's all going to be a great time. So, Humph, any last words before we strike up the band, we get the song rolling, and uh, we get rolling this national championship? Oh, man. I, I got some last words for you, Dalton, right here. 
Here we go. You ready for this? Uh-oh. If you're gonna play yes, sir, Texas, baby. Yes, sir. Catch to the natty. I am so pumped, bro. Oh, this is this is the opportunity of a lifetime. We get to stay in the state of Texas, play in in front of basically a home crowd, repping the orange and white. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, Don. I have good high hopes about it. I'm excited for the week. We plan on uh, we plan on doing a little little cool walk on radio stuff as the week goes. Hopefully we can do something maybe you know live in Frisco. I don't know. We'll we'll get to it. Follow us on social media, Dalton. Yeah, uh, very excited. It's going to be the biggest thing in both of our lives. Uh, we're playing Texas. Can't wait. Hopefully we come back next episode with some great news, and uh, hopefully we come back with a big old ring, not just silver, but a gold ring. Humph, I really enjoyed this episode, and uh, we will see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.